After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Her task as a third-generation owner of a well-established family business is heavier than those of forefathers considering the number of competitors who have come in from the mainland. Along with her brother, she has weathered market changes and furthered the corporate mission of their century-old company, City Mill. She embodies the heart and mind of a true female role model as a business and community leader. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Vice President and Marketing Manager of City Mill, founder of Redbox Jewelry, and co-founder of Simply Organized, a home storage store, Carol Aime. Welcome to our show, Carol. Oh, thanks, Carrie. So, Carol, I'm sure many females and males out there are wondering, how do you have it all? How do you run your businesses and balance your life? I, I'm really like any other working mom, truly. Every day is a different day. Every day is a different schedule. When the kids were younger, you know, there were soccer and baseball and water polo games, a, a different schedule every day. And that's what all the moms are doing today. I actually consider myself really, really fortunate. My mom has helped so much. She has helped chauffeur the kids. She's taken them when she's sick. I'm very fortunate to work in a family business and when I need to go to a school play I'm able to do that although I've never you know I didn't take advantage of that I mean I was really there five days a week at least um, all day when you when you were growing up did they make you work at the family business well I was a Chinese girl well of course I'm still a Chinese girl but there wasn't a very big expectation like my brother I mean, my brother was born and boom, you are going to be the next president of City Mill. But being the Chinese girl, you know, the emphasis was, you know, do anything you want. We don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have the pressure that he, he had. And on a lot of levels, I thought it seemed really unfair that he had all the privileges and all these expectations, and I didn't. But it really allowed me to just do whatever I wanted and just figure out what was interesting to me without that pressure of you will come back to City Mill someday. I never have, I never had that and I'm really grateful for it. Um, and now that I am at City Mill, I see, I have so much of, more of an appreciation for it. Um, but I did, I've been working at City Mill summer jobs since I was 14. And it was a way to make money. Um, and I, you know, I worked in the lumber department, I worked as a cashier, I worked in the accounting department. You know, I mean, I think, I think we have really good work ethic in our family. And um, I did the same thing with my two sons. Okay, you're 14 or 15, get to work. <laughs> Was it hard for you working in your family business because uh, maybe you had more expectations and then also because the workers view you as, oh, that's just owner's daughter? Yeah, I think, I do believe that, and I see it with my children as well. Um, people are watching you. Do you work hard? Are you a slacker? Um, 
and you, you just have to work harder than everybody else. And I remember my oldest son saying to my youngest son, you know, if you work at City Mill during the summer, you have to work more than, harder than anyone else because they're all watching you. So maybe you should get a job in some other company. <laughs> <laughs> and did he? No, no. Oh. They both worked at City Mill for the summer, well, summer jobs in high school. And, um, you know, it's like the customer is always right. The customer, you, you know, you need to do whatever you can to make the customer happy. And sometimes if you're, you know, if you come across a crabby customer, just in your mind, I want you to play a game to yourself. I am going to do everything I can, and this person is going to leave smiling. And so my son was saying, God, that works. That really works. Thanks, Carol. We'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com We're back from break and today's guest is Carol A.E. May, Vice President and Marketing Manager of City Mill Inc., founder of Redbox Jewelry and co-founder of Simply Organized. So when you decided to explore and go to college, did you immediately go into business or what, what was your major? Well, when I went to college, again, there wasn't this emphasis for me to get into the family business, so I could really major in anything I wanted to. And, but also during the time, you know, my dad would say, why don't you become a CPA? And then I'd drop all my courses and I'd take all these math courses. And then I would think, wait a minute, that's really not what I want to do. And then I'd drop everything. And then my dad would say, we need a human resources manager. I think you should, I think you should take psychology. And then I'd do that and then say, wait a minute, this is my life. This is not his life. So you know, being the obedient Chinese girl that I am, for a long time I really was trying to do what my parents wanted me to do. Um, and the thing that I kept coming back to was art history. I was an art history major, which most people would consider one of the most useless majors. But I always think, and everybody told me I would not get a job after college, and I thought, well, I will. I'm going to get a job in San Francisco, Boston, and Hawaii. And at the end of the year, I'm going to decide where I want to go because eventually I'm going to have my own business and it won't matter what kind of major that I was. Um, and I, I did that. I ended up going to the First National Bank of Boston in Boston as a management trainee in commercial bank marketing, my first job out of college. But I found myself hanging out in the advertising department all the time. and. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot of good skills there. And then I got married and moved to New York. 
And I was very intimidated to go to New York because it just seemed so overwhelming. But then when I decided, okay, we're going to go to New York, I'm going to get into a job that I truly want to be in, and it was going to be Madison Avenue advertising. So I got the book, What Colors Your Parachute, and I'm the only person I know who has done every single thing it says to do in that book. And I eventually landed myself a job um, as account manager in a very big um, ad agency. Um, on Procter & Gamble business. But along the way, we had gotten a, we had, um, we were really strapped for, I mean, we were really strapped, a new, new, newlywed couple um, with, you know, rent and expenses. And I was sort of pounding the pavement the whole time. And on, during some of my spare time, I started um, doing batik and making Christmas ornaments. And at, at some point, we were so strapped for cash. I was reading all those articles, how to re, you know, feed a family for four, for $25 a week, that kind of thing. And um, I was getting so close to getting the advertising job. But you know, about three months had passed. And it was also the end of the uh, recession of the 70s, when Carter was, in, um, uh, was president. And um, I took all my Christmas ornaments, and I, I got this. I made this display piece out of black velvet and I put it in this case and I started going up and down Fifth Avenue and I went to all the big um, department stores and I'd say, would you like to sell these for, you know, as Christmas ornaments? And in the process, I got an offer to sell my Christmas or ornaments in the Lord & Taylor um, catalog for the following year, but they wanted a thousand ornaments and I, I just, didn't know how to do that because it took me probably about 10 hours per ornament that I had made and then I got a job as um, a trim -a tree manager which is you know the holiday the holiday department manager in one of the stores and then I also got a job as uh, assistant buyer in one of the stores but I really was holding out for that advertising job and you know in retrospect knowing what I'm doing today Getting a job in, in retailing would have been a great idea, but I, I didn't know that then. I mean, I really did not think that I would be at City Mill. So that's how I got into advertising. Thanks, Carol. We'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back from break, and today's guest is Carol Ayime, Vice President and Marketing Manager of City Mill Inc., founder of Redbox Jewelry, and co-founder of Simply Organized. 
the ad agency was Ogilvy, wasn't well, it? I went to work at Dancer Fitzgerald Sample, which is now a Saatchi company, and I was on packaged goods marketing, um, loves disposable diapers and bounty paper towels. But then I also felt if I wanted to come back to Hawaii, I needed to be on tourism, uh, some sort of tourism account. And I went over to Ogilvy, and I was the account supervisor on um, TWA. So when after you worked on the TWA account, that's when you moved back here to Hawaii? Right. We moved back here to Hawaii because we thought this was really the best place to raise children, the best place to have Hapehali children, and all my family was here. And the economy was booming in Hawaii at that time? No. no? Interest rates were something like 16%. Um, mortgage rates were just out of sight. Um, the economy wasn't very good. It was in the early 80s. Working at City Mill during the summers, did you have this entrepreneurial spirit? Because it seems like New York, you kind of had your own business with those ornaments. Well, the ornaments really wasn't a, it really wasn't a business. It was a hobby, and I wanted to, I needed to make money. And that's how I took it down Fifth Avenue. But I didn't eventually end up selling it to anyone because um, I couldn't fulfill the requests. But it did end up getting me some other job offers. But also you said in your plan, you're owning your own business. Do you well, think that you had that spirit? I, I always thought, when I was in college, I thought I'm always going to have my own business. Always. Some, an ad agency, a boutique, um, something. I, I didn't think it would be City Mill. It's in our blood. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, for me, it's because no one would hire me. But other than that, it's, I think it's in our blood. I have a son who is graduating from college in the spring, and um, I said to him, I mean, he has applied for so many positions, and he interviews really well, and I told him, why don't you get all of your, your friends, and why don't you just go start your own business? I love, I love to see people start their own business. I love that entrepreneurial spirit. I love it, and you're, you're in charge of your own destiny. I love that. So when you moved back to Hawaii, did you already have a position waiting for you, or were you going to start your own deal, or Oh, no. Or I was, um, I always felt, you know, I had to get a bunch of experience. So I came back, and I took a job at Star McCombs Coke, which became um, Star Seagull McCombs. Can we go back to your Hawaii juice company, Industries? Oh, yeah. How did you get that started? How did you get into that business? Um, I was working, I was a, a account supervisor, um, vice president at Star Sigma Combs, and my ex-husband was working for Metagold, and we did a very mini leverage buyout, and we bought Hawaiian Juice Industries, was, which was not making money at Metagold, and my ex-husband was going to run it. But then he got a job offer to work in uh, commercial real estate, which is something he always wanted to do, and he said, would you quit your job and run this business? And I thought, the juice business? I don't know anything about this. And he said, you can do it. I know you can. And I did. I quit my job. I was also hapai with my second son. So um, we, we went to all these banks, and many of these banks would say, we're not going to loan you this money um, unless your father co-signs it. And we said, no way. This is a really sound business proposition. And several banks said it was one of the best um, 
proposals that ha they had ever seen. Anyway, we did get a um, we did, we got a loan from First Interstate Bank, and we paid it off in a year. It was a lot of work. Thanks, Carol. We'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Hawaiian time, Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Today we're speaking with Carol A. May, Vice President and Marketing Manager of City Mill Inc. Carol also spends countless hours as a philanthropist with several organizations such as Aloha United Way, Child Family Services, and the Retail Merchants of Hawaii. So Carol, you were talking about the learning lessons and the experiences you had with the juice company that you, I guess, took over. Well, I was running the juice business, and this was now the, the business that I had always wanted. And, um, you know, after about two years, the business was going really smoothly. We had very, very, very little debt or no debt, and we were starting to expand to the mainland. And, um, but it was very difficult being a, a, a mom at that time with two very hyperactive little boys. And um, on a Sunday, we got uh, we got a call from a business broker saying someone is going to make an offer to buy your business on Tuesday. And we thought, oh my gosh, now things are going really smoothly. But Tuesday came along, we had an offer, and within a week we're standing on Bishop Street with this check. And we thought, okay, for the first time in our lives we have some financial security. I would stay at home for several years and I would be a single mom. And, you know, it seemed really sort of perfect. But at the same time, my father was getting older, my brother had left City Mill to work in New York City, and my father called and said, you know, I've got some offers on City Mill, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to entertain selling City Mill because you kids are just not interested. And, you know, I thought to myself, well, don't, don't sell it. I, and and at, after having that juice business, I had such an appreciation for what City Mill was and all the trials and tribulations had gone gone through for almost a hundred years. Um, so, not wanting to work full time, I went there part time, and I said, you know, I don't want to be involved in the day to day operation, but just give me some projects to do. And he said, okay, here's a desk, here's a phone, 
I need to have a store in Hawaii Kai and maybe something in Mililani. Just go to it. I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't know anything about retail. But having the confidence of some of the job experiences I've had, I just thought, okay. And I just started making cold calls. So without any leasing agent, I, you know, we, we secured the um, Hawaii Kai and Mililani properties. It, it just, you know, this is the goal and just go do it. How old were you at that time? I was in the early 30s. At what point did you start getting involved in nonprofit organizations and giving back to the community? Well, when my brother came back in 1992 and my father retired, I went to City Mill full time. And I got, well, I got involved almost immediately. In fact, my brother was the one who said, you should join this organization or you should join that organization. I think one of the first um, organizations I joined was um, Retail Merchants of Hawaii and the Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, I, 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 I got to know some, some of the people in the business community, but I, I also love dealing and talking to people who have that entrepreneurial spirit. It's like a spark. So which, which boards are you on now, or which are the com um, community organizations that you find that you've been um, on for a long time just because you feel some type of passion for it? Well, right now I'm involved with um, Child and Family Service and Girl Scout Council of Hawaii and U UH Foundation, um, Retail Merchants of Hawaii, and the Chamber of Commerce. And those are things that I all feel passionate about. I mean, family, education, business entrepreneurship, and, you know, female empowerment. So I feel very strongly about all the things that I'm involved with right now. And we, we always believe, you know, at City Mill that we would, we would not be anything if it were not for the community. And we have to give back to the community because they support us. You know, we support them, they support us. We, of course, we have to provide goods and services that the people want, but if it were not for the community, we would have nothing. So how do you manage your time between the community activities, uh, home life, and business? I think, I think you really have to keep your priorities straight. It's like, what is important to you? You know, and you have to be able to say no when you have to. You know, I think, I think the most important thing is family and your health. And you've just, you, ca you can't lose sight that your family and your health are the most important things. And when you start getting maxed out, you have to start saying no. I try to limit the community. I mean, I'm very fortunate as well because City Mill, my, my brother and I are both involved in a lot of nonprofits. And, um, you know, we will go to all of those meetings throughout the day. But I try to limit the, the evening part as family time evenings and weekends as family time. Do you have some kind of um, criteria now for nonprofits as they approach you to get involved? How you determine which ones you get involved with versus which ones you don't? Well, I usually ask them uh, how much time is involved, when are the meetings. At one point I had two nonprofits who had meetings exactly at the same time, exactly in the same location, and I, I just couldn't do it. And then I asked them, what is, what is expected of me? You know, how many, uh, how many committees do I need to be on? Um, how much would you like me to donate to your organization annually? And then I really have to feel a passion for it. I mean, being a single mom was very difficult. And I have, 
you know, I'm involved with Child and Family Service because there's, there's a lot of people who just need help. And I feel that I've been really fortunate and I want to give back that way to an organization like Child and Family Service. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.